0: When our son Andy was in elementary school he saw a television rerun of the 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark. Y'all remember Raiders of the Lost Ark? Steven Spielberg movie? A lot of people consider that a classic today. He loved Raiders of the Lost Ark. Cannot stop talking about it. Now, if you haven't seen the movie or you don't remember it, it's about an archaeologist named Indiana Jones who goes in search of the Ark of the Covenant, which is basically a box Uh, that's mentioned in the Old Testament, and in that box, the Hebrew people kept and carried the Ten Commandments. And when I say the Ten Commandments, I mean the actual stone tablets received by Moses on Mount Sinai. Now, the movie doesn't come right out and say it, but it's sort of insinuated that God is also in the box, or at least a big chunk of God's power. So the villains of the movie, the Nazis, want to get their hands on the Ark of the Covenant so they can harness the power in that box for nefarious purposes. Well, a few days after Andy saw the movie, I was driving him home from soccer practice with one of his little friends and overheard them talking about it. Andy said, yeah, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. And his friends said, oh, what's it about? And Andy said, It's awesome. God is in this box, and these bad guys try to get it. And his friend said, Well, do they win? And Andy said, Nah, God comes out of the box, and they all get melted. And this is the part that cracks me up. The friend goes, No way. People can't get melted. Now, never mind that God is in a box, according to Andy. This didn't even raise a red flag for this child, but people getting melted, he really couldn't get his arms around. Now, maybe if you're in the fourth grade, God in a box doesn't raise any red flags for you, but you know, we adults, we know that's Hollywood stuff, right? We don't really believe that anybody could ever put God in a box. Well, maybe we can agree that we can't build a physical box for God, but what about a theological box? What do you think about that? Do you think it's possible that we try to build theological boxes for God and try to keep God in there? How often do we get angry or really, really uncomfortable if anyone challenges our questions, our beliefs, our religious practices, the things that we know about God that make us feel comfortable? Does being a good disciple mean adopting a certain set of beliefs and practices and then never wavering from them, never changing them? Does being a good disciple mean spending your life building and filling up your theological box and then defending it from others? Well, on this issue, I think our friend Nicodemus can offer us some wisdom Now, Nicodemus was a scholar, he was a learned man, he was a leader of the Hebrew people, he was a Pharisee, and as a Pharisee, Nicodemus was a man of certainty. He knew who God was, and he knew the requirements of his religion, and he was very comfortable with all of that, and then he has this encounter with Jesus. "'Truly I tell you,' says Jesus, No one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And Nicodemus says, what? How can a person be born again without having grown old? Can a person enter back into the womb of their mother and be born again? Now, on the surface... It looks like Nicodemus just doesn't get it, right? He doesn't understand what Jesus is saying. But friends, there is much more going on here. The phrase, from above, is the translation of the Greek word anothen. And anothen can actually have one of two meanings. It can mean from above and it can also mean again. So this phrase can mean you must be born again spiritually or you must be born again physically and Nicodemus seizes on the physical meaning. Friends, this is akin to someone saying to you, hey, your car door is ajar, and you replying to them, how did my car door turn into a glass container with a lid? We understand the nuances of our language, right? We do. Nicodemus understood the nuances of his language, too. Remember, he's a scholar, a learned man, a Pharisee. He is fully aware that anothen has two meanings, and he intentionally picks the one that is nonsensical because the spiritual meaning pushes him too hard. He has a very tightly built theological box. He learned long, long ago that the way to enter the kingdom is by adherence to the Torah. Any other idea is just too threatening to him. So he retreats back into his theological box and he seizes upon the physical meaning of the word because that makes him feel safe. He wants to pretend that Jesus is saying you got to actually be physically born again. Now, there are a lot of issues with this. But perhaps the biggest one is that God has this pesky tendency to break out of the boxes we try to put him in. Let's remember, friends, that the story of God in the box is the story of Jesus in the tomb. The world did its best to keep him in there. But he broke out, which is not what the world expected. I gotta say, friends, if there's one thing I can absolutely say about Jesus is that he was always doing the unexpected thing, the thing that often made people feel uncomfortable. He surprised everybody. I mean, who would have expected a Messiah to be born a tiny helpless baby in a manger to two poor people in the middle of nowhere? Who would have expected a messiah who would associate with those who were lowly, poor and outcasts? Who would have expected a messiah who spent his time healing and forgiving people rather than leading an arms insurrection against the Romans? And who would have expected a messiah to be crucified? Any Jewish scholar worth their salt could have told you that a Messiah could not be crucified. Crucified Messiah, how do those things even fit together? They don't. Even a little child could tell you that a person dead and laid down in a sealed tomb couldn't just get up and walk out. And yet Jesus refused to do the expected thing, the thing that would have made an awful lot of people most comfortable stay dead. No, he rose. He rose. And he is loose in the world, friends. He lives, he calls, he breathes. He calls us into ever greater discipleship, and he refuses to stay contained in those boxes that we build for him even if those boxes are much loved or beautiful, or they make us really, really comfortable. Friends, this encounter between Nicodemus and Jesus is meant to teach us that out-of-the-box thinking is a hallmark of the Christian life. Rather than being those who are all caught up in cement certainty, we Christian people are born again of the Spirit and We worship a living Lord who continues to call us generation by generation to help build the kingdom in new and sometimes very surprising ways, that truly challenge us, that truly push us. I guess what I'm saying to you is that we Christians are not a dead sect that worship a closed-off God. We are not the frozen chosen. But we are actually a living, breathing people who follow a risen Lord, one who calls us out of the box, out into the world, to build the kingdom in new ways. So what I'm really, really saying is that being a Christian person isn't meant to be boring. It's actually Really exciting, because we're on a lifelong journey of growth together. Now, how do we know if we've built a theological box for God and we're doing our best to sit on the lid and keep him in there? Well, maybe if we find ourselves thinking things like, God could not possibly do that, or call her, or love him, or include them. Or maybe if we find ourselves thinking things like it's always been this way, it will always be this way, and if it is ever any other way, it's wrong. Or if we find ourselves thinking things like I don't like that, so that must mean that God doesn't like it either. If we find ourselves thinking in that sort of a pattern, friends, it might be time to step back and remember some of the things that Christian people used to think. Things like African-Americans and whites cannot worship together, and the parishioners cannot possibly receive the bread and the cup, and women could not possibly be called to preach or lead a church, and the world certainly does not revolve around the sun. Friends, at one time, all of those ideas were not only accepted by Christian people, they were considered unquestionable. The answer, you see, had been settled long ago. Those were the ongoing traditions of the church. And when there were faithful people who began to allow the lid to come off of that theological box and began to raise their hands and say, maybe there's something new here that we can learn from our living Lord. There were other people who were really, really angry and threatened and sometimes even acted with violence. Where would we be, friends, if the majority of Christian people on those issues had nailed their theological boxes shut like coffins? Well, I can tell you one thing I wouldn't be standing here. My life would be very different, and maybe some of you are in that same boat as well. My friends, being a Christian person, living the life of discipleship, does not mean giving up the assurance of our faith. The assurance of our faith is a treasure that we are urged to hold on to, but I do believe that Christ asks us to let go of cast-in-cement certainty and be a people who recognize that we, we worship this living Lord who continues to speak and that there is always a possibility that we might learn something new about God or human beings or the relationship between the two, that in fact, all of life is a journey of growth and grace and transformation from cradle to grave. You know, I have a, a Christian counselor friend who pointed out to me once that there are only two times in life that human beings naturally have a closed fist, and that is when we are born and again when we die. And that in between is a, is a constant process of opening up our hands, opening up our hearts, opening up our minds, opening up our spirits to growth, to grace, to love, to learning, to transformation. It's only at death that our fists close up again. I think she was so wise. Being a good disciple, doesn't mean adhering to the same set of ideas we've always had and refusing to learn anything new from our Lord that offers us new insight every day. Being a Christian person means having assurance while we move into a future that our living Lord calls us to live into. It also means resisting building these theological containers that we would really like to keep Christ in. So friends, the invitation today is to take a step to allow the lid to come off your theological box. Will you listen to the wondrous voice of our living Lord who calls us, who inspires us, who beckons us to join him outside the box? Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks that no box can contain you, not a physical one or a theological one either, and that you call us to be born again by the Holy Spirit in such a way that we are open to growth and transformation by your power throughout our lives. Give us courage, Lord, to open those theological boxes and allow you to fill us and change us and the world. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.